Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, I get a lot of my buddies here. It's been such a fun week. The last week or so, I've had a lot of my uh, friends on the show together, uh, authors and speakers. It's just neat. I think, I hope it's a blessing to you listening to have you know women that I find inspiring. I hope you find them inspiring. We're going to talk uh, to them in just a moment. But first, just a little preview. I love the 85-year-old who saves two women from a burning car. The car lands on his front lawn. He can barely walk and has a caretaker. The caretaker goes to call 911. And this old dude is using the cane trying to get him out of the car and then i love canes being used for rescues <laughs> a good samaritan sees the bus driver getting attacked and the good samaritan uses the cane to fight off the man attacking the bus driver and remember last week we talked about the good samaritan who saw a cop who was being attacked by a good samaritan by a, a, a suspect and the good samaritan a grandma she stopped and she jumped out of her car, and the grandma jumped on the suspect's back. Can you believe that? I found it wow. again. We can listen to that again if you want. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's save her. Let's save her. Let's start with the 85-year-old. Well, I'm going to introduce you ladies first. <laughs> Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life, is joining us, author and speaker with her new book, going on book tour soon. Also, Tyra Lalo. She is a singer. She is fantastic, a snappy dresser who did, puts her makeup on fabulously. And she is the worship leader for our women's conferences. And if you ever want a women's conference done for your church, please contact me because we would love to be your team. And also Donna Hetzler, author and speaker. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. We're Hi. laughing here. I mean, Beatrice has got the best moves. You're talking about Grandpa in a walker, and she's like doing the motions, and then the cane, you know, and she's hitting with the cane. <laughs> We're having a good old time here listening to stories oh, you ladies <laughs> boy when you're doing well, we're radio. just thinking about when we get older okay right. i know i'm still be gonna feisty be the same. like that and if i have to carry a cane i yeah. will tear a tail up girl. i'm telling you and pueblo my um she's passed away now but i think she's 85 um and someone tried to grab her purse in the grocery store in pueblo and cousin betty joe um she i think it was she grabbed a a, a container of detergent you know with a handle those things are heavy <laughs> she whacked him upside the head she All fought right, him off her. yeah and wow. uh, she was t she was tough <laughs> you know those big things of detergent the big ones they're heavy yes. so anyway she said it was in the paper she says i wasn't letting him take my purse <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna fight for it i'm gonna get a holster for my cane oh when my i get older like, freeze <laughs> my dad has this cane that has a sword in it because oh, he I does martial it. arts wow and one day he took us to the park when we were visiting and he whipped it out and started doing Tai Chi with it, showing how Tai Chi could be, you know, a defensive art as well. And so he's yelling at the top of his lungs in the middle of the park with a sword. Going like, <laughs> and you know, he's five feet tall with long gray hair and a long gray beard. He's like a miniature Santa with a sword cane. And I was like, Dad, I think that's probably illegal. Like, let's wrap, let's wrap up this martial arts show and get the cane back and the sword back in its cane. Oh, my gosh. I know. He's like, well, I keep it hidden in my car because it's probably not legal. <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk about the 85-year-old who saves two women from the burning car. Now, keep in mind. The car has landed on his front lawn. Oh, wow. Okay, and it has started, it has burst into flames. So the caregiver takes off to, you know, his caregiver <laughs> takes off to call 911. And he goes to the rescue with his cane. Oh, and gosh, he's not exactly hope. a spry walker, by the way. Okay, here we go. Lyndall Marbot, he's 85 years old, going on 86. I was born 
April of 15, 1931. He lives off FM 2738 in Johnson County with his caretaker and uses a cane to get around. And he's a little hard of hearing. How much is the speed limit out here? Hmm. What's the speed limit out here? 55. But it was Marbot who jumped into action when two women driving along this curve lost control of the car and flipped over in his driveway, the car bursting into flames. car landed right here, and that's where it burned up, right here. While his caretaker ran next door to call 911 and get help, Marbot tried to get the 22-year-old driver and her passenger out of the burning car. When I got back over here this way, he was beating on the front windshield with a cane. I got my walking stick and pulled it out and seen this woman's hand sticking out and I got her and pulled her out. Amazing, 85 years old and drove her into the garage. I couldn't believe it, so he barely walk as it is. He has to use a cane to walk. Marbet and his caretaker helped pull the other young woman out of the car and dragged her into the garage too. By the time firefighters arrived, both were safely out of the burning car. Even first responders were stunned. For him to do that on his own, was absolutely amazing. If it wasn't for the gentleman to pull them out, it wouldn't have been a uh, good turnout. Do you feel like a hero? No, I just feel like an old man trying to save somebody's life. I'd do it again if I had to. Amen. Oh, coolest chimes in the background. <laughs> Wendell Marbit. Oh, I noticed I ever since him. I started doing the show, every time we hear somebody who's a hero, they say, "Do you feel like a hero?" Everyone, every single time, they say, "No, no, I just did what I think was right. I just did That's what it was right. right. Anyone yes. would do this. Anyone." That's and it's funny because not anyone would. But That's right. I love that. Watch. Uh huh. I think, I think was, someone was... else will go help. You yeah, exactly. Someone else will help. Get well, like it. the guy yeah. earlier this week with the the lady in the in the leg. That same. He's like, I yes. I like to think somebody else would do that. And remember for, the for uh, his family a if few his... months back, the lasso guy in Oregon, and he's like, oh, he lassoed the the, the thief <laughs> the in the thief, Walmart like, parking lot. Oh, he had his out. horse. What? He took his horse out of the uh, the, the the horse trailer yeah, and he la be... in the Walmart parking yeah, lot Walmart. and lassoed the bike thief. That's some skills. But they said, wow, do you feel wow. like a hero? He's like, no, anyone would do this. No, anyone would do this. And I was like, I don't think anyone would. But it's so cool how every single time across it the is. board there nobody are a lot feels good. like a hero that's why i started right. the show there's a lot of good news there are a lot of good people out yes. there and you know um speaking of which by the way you know we always talk about taking good care of yourself when dr joe was on uh last week we also had the 85 year old granny weightlifter and hearing her and Wendell Marbit, you know, they're very different 85s because the 85-year-old mm -hmm. weightlifter, she's still teaching classes that people find challenging. And she started weightlifting at 72. And when her sister died, her sister said, you got to keep doing it. you got to make the world, the Guinness Book of World Records, which she did. And she did it for her sister. And this chick is tough. All right. Yeah. She is tough. So it inspires right. you to stay in shape as you get older. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's do the Good Samaritan who uses the cane to fight off the attacking bus driver. And if you Google it, you will find the video. <laughs> Rodney Goldman has a brand new cane and he needs it. Goldman was riding the bus Saturday when he saw a man attack the bus driver. The bus driver, Lynn Judge, remembers every frightening detail. He really tight and he was really forceful. And I was just screaming and screaming. That's all because he because, you know, he wouldn't let me go. Goldman got up out of his seat and started beating the attacker with his cane. Because I look at that being my sister or my mother or my grandmother, 
And I just, you know, I was glad I was there. He hit the man so hard, his cane broke, and the attacker finally released the driver. I love him so much, and I don't even know him. He's a good person, and I really so thankful. Doctor's Equipment Service Company gave him two brand new canes. Goldman likes the metal one best. Just in case I had to put it on somebody again, <laughs> I won't have to put it on them too bad. You know, two or three hits with this and you'll you're act right. The bus company gave Goldman a lifetime bus pass and a card signed by all the drivers. Today's visit wasn't just about replacing a broken cane, it was about two people building a new friendship. If I'm on the bus and it happened again, I'm gonna do the same thing, you know, because yeah, like, you know what? like I said, I'm- I, I know that too, <laughs> you I know, know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you will. That's all right. Oh, I, love I, love, I love him and I don't even know him and he likes Aww. the metal one because I hit you two or three times this. You're going to act right. And if you like see that. the video, you guys will have to Google it if you're I, listening. I, will, yeah. I mean, it is violent. He has this Yikes. woman. You can hear her screaming. Wow. I mean, and they are beating oh. him right out of the to get out. I mean, I don't. I don't know what would have happened to her if someone wouldn't have intervened oh because it was violent. It wasn't just like him pushing her a little. Uh -huh. right. He had her at times around the neck oh. from yes. behind. Yes. Oh. You know, it was dangerous. I do a tactical training, and they teach you in tactical training. You probably know this too, Beatrice. Mm -hmm. As you make a conscious decision, what you're going to do in any situation before wow. it ever happens. Now, obviously, you can't plan everything in right. life, but you decide. And so at this course, they tell you, you know, would you die? or go to jail for the cashier mm -hmm. or somebody you don't know. And I love how this man said, everybody is a brother and sister right. and we're That's supposed right. to step up. And what other decision could you make? That's you know, it. exactly. it's, it's humanity. It's, it's just like up. serving in the army. That's it really right. is. Yeah. Tyra, you know that. Right. It, we we signed on the dotted line mm -hmm. that we were going to protect and defend the Constitution mm -hmm. of the United States yes. against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Amen. This man is taking it to his front door. Mm -hmm. He's saying, look, that's my bus driver. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can't get on this bus and attack my driver without me doing something about it. Mm -hmm. And he, you doggone right, tear that head up with that, <laughs> that, that cane. That metal cane. Yeah. Metal cane. Yeah. Now watch out. And by the way, he wasn't messing around. He was really going after him with the cane. Yeah. That's Seriously. That's good. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Um, I just loved both of those stories, and it reminded me um, there was another. Oh, yeah. We did uh, the grandmother who attacked the cop. Yeah, just, let's just listen to a little bit of it because I think this is touching too. And I know we did it about a week ago, but I just love this whole theme of like, she's not as old though. She's only like mid 50s. Mm -hmm. In this story of heroism, this grandmother rescued the police officer. Thank you to Miss Williams Tillman. You can see it in his eyes that he need help and I just wasn't gonna walk away from there. 56 year old Vicki Williams Tillman was driving around running errands when she saw Corporal Amy being attacked along the side of a road in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, by this man, cops say. That's when she slammed on her brakes, called 911, and jumped on the suspect's back. Next thing I knew, she was pulling her, the suspect's hand off my gun, you know, and um, assisting on me. The suspect was arrested and now faces multiple charges, including battery. Vicki's bravery was honored by the city's mayor. Her actions truly epitomize the type of community spirit that we want to encourage to all of our citizens in our community. Instead of turning a blind eye, many believe Vicki helped bridge a dividing gap. And I always had a soft heart for Baton Rouge police. I always had a soft heart for them. Thank you. Uh, I love those. I love That's those. Good.
That's real good. All right, ladies. You know, we uh, we share a lot of good news stories. And, boy, Beatrice, you've been coming in for years now. And uh, Tyra, you're new to our posse. In I'm a newbie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. So, Beatrice, why, why do you come in every week? I mean, I don't pay you. No, I mean, you I don't. don't. I, some days I don't get paid either. But what you know you what? We, we, because we, we do want to spread the good word of Jesus. Too. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And you give me so many opportunities. And, and I just love coming in and talking to you, listening about your crazy kids oh, sometimes. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Riley and Hope and Faith and, and, and the things that they do, their antics. You know, I'm like, I want to spend time with those kids. Yes. I really, I just. You do take some good adventures. Oh, my goodness. I want to take them to the movies. Maybe go to movie tavern with them one time. Just (laughs) sit there and watch them instead of watching the movie. We we went to Trolls uh, a little while back, and that was such a neat message of, you know, when you uh, get knocked down, get back up again. Mm -hmm. That was a really sweet little movie. Um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about something that we discussed uh, uh, last time um, you were in. We were... Well, you know what? I'm going to just jump ahead and mention we've got the 20 hardest questions every mom faces. Dana Gresh is going to join us uh, later in the hour. And uh, why don't you guys stay and we'll do a little interview. And uh, I've got lots of questions because I've had a lot of mommy guilt lately. And I'm trying to, like, give my situation with hope, you know, over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody taught me something recently about kids being left out. That Because I just never thought my kids would be left out because there's mm-hmm. three of them. They're at the same elementary school. They're, bo- they're all athletic. But hope's very young for her grade. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she really has friends in third grade. And she doesn't really have friends as much in fourth grade because she is still young emotionally. And she's not into all the clicky stuff and the mean girl stuff. She's just too sweet for that. Uh, And so I mentioned that she, um, and we'll talk about it a little bit later too, said, um, you know, come to lunch because no one's eating with me. And she does have a couple of friends. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, but she says like two or three rather than like the other cool table next to hers. And when I I sit there, I see it. There's like 20 of them over there. Like they're all, like you can barely find room to get your rear end on the table, but Mm -hmm. they don't want to sit at the one where she is with a couple of girls. It's really weird because she plays sports with most of the girls at the other table. And in some ways, I think it's her choice to mm-hmm. sit there like she has chosen. And one of my friends said, Angie, let me tell you something. As they get into middle school and high school, first of all, that they're God's children. You're just borrowing them. That's it's true. good for them to learn. My husband's like, look, I got bullied as a kid. And, you know, it's good for them to go through. And I'm not saying bullied, bullied, but, you know, like they made fun of his ears. They mm-hmm. uh, flicked his ears from behind because he had really big ears. And um, he says that, you know, learning to deal with maybe not being the popular kid teaches you to be tougher in life. Yes. And it's going to happen to all of us, as you both mentioned in mm-hmm. uh, different various interviews that happened to you. And uh, I, my friend said it's better for them to be in the B crowd than the A crowd. I said, what do you mean? She said, in that A crowd, it is tough. Oh, yeah. Your ch- friends will turn on you. That's right. Yes. You're constantly trying to stay on top of the pack. Mm. You've always got to wear the right thing. Mm-hmm. There's competition and pressure to do certain things. Mm-hmm. She said if she has a few good friends and she's in the B crowd, you know, she's with, in sports with the other girls. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she said she doesn't have to be popular to be happy. And she does have friends. I love this one friend she has. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to get over the guilt. That's right. But, you know, Angie, the, the way you raise your children, the ra- way you and Mark raise your children, um, it causes them to be set apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Not in a I bad way. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so in terms yeah. of how they conduct themselves. Exactly. I told Riley, it's put money in a bank. It's like put money in a bank. Your behavior over the years, That's your good. friends see. Because someone accused Riley of doing something really icky. I mean, it was icky. This kid lied about a girl, and it was sexually inappropriate wow. um, and said Riley had said it. Well, I knew he didn't. And then the girl said later to him, I just want you to know, I know you didn't say that mm-hmm. because you never say inappropriate things. And See, the other boy know. does. Right? Yeah. Know your kids. I said, that's, that's good behavior in the bank. 
your yes, friends, yep, she judged right. you on your past behavior. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And and not only that, the, the other things that you do in the community, you always incorporate your children into it. Mm-hmm. Like what you do for ARC and, you know, what you do for the, do the differently them. abled people yeah. in Love the community. Them. And so that's going to set them apart immediately because other kids aren't thinking about doing that and their parents aren't thinking about doing that. Sadly, you know? yeah. Yeah, and, and just because, you know, hope or faith or, or Riley doesn't have all the friends that everybody else has, they've got the best friends. Well, it's interesting. Um, Dana's going to talk about, too, um, that, you know, having friends and all those friendships, that's more of a modern culture kind of thing. Back in the day, you were with your family, you were with your siblings, you're working on the farm, you were homeschooled. So this whole thing about your friends being the most important, Mm -hmm. that's more of a modern society thing. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because some of the girls on our basketball team were making plans to go um, to this kids thing at the rec center and they didn't invite her. And I said, um, and they're the same girls that sit at the cool table. But she knows she plays with them and they're nice to her Mm -hmm. and she considers them friends. Um, they just don't hang out. Yeah. And so I said, do you want to go to that tonight? She said, Mom, I would much rather spend the night with you. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Because yeah, yeah. We, we, we spend a ton of time together as a family. Mm-hmm. And we make, we make them. We do. We make them go to swim meets together. If only two are in the swim meet, all three go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Raleigh has a baseball game, we all go. Hope has soccer, we all go. That's amazing. We that's cheer wonderful. them on. You know, we bring snacks. We put a little tent up. You know, we have good chairs. Like, we make it like a family event, mm-hmm. you know. That's pretty cool. That makes a difference. Well, all right. I'm going to ask you, Tyra Lalo, um, why why do you like coming in and doing the good news? This is like your time. You take a break from your day, you know. From I, I'm having a good time. I don't know. I'm learning a lot, you know. These are great I, ladies we have yeah, on our day. I think men. it's amazing. And so, like, even with Beatrice, I'm looking at her thinking, wow, it's possible. Isn't you it? Know? Yeah. Because, you know, it's Because Beatrice possible. has talked a lot about achieving her dreams later in yes. life. And so many people say it's too late. Well, right. I don't want to do that now. I don't want to go back to school school or ch- mm-hmm. try to do that. I, I, my time has passed. Right. She's living proof that that's not true. And well, your so, first CD, when did you put that out? Oh, I know. The, my first CD was 12 years ago. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, just writing and saying, I mean, I was so inspired to say, you know, you can do it. You can't listen to the naysayers. You have to know oh, who you are, right? Naysayers oh, and dream killers and mm-hmm. uh, De- Debbie Downers. Oh, they're all, they're ready to give you all they kinds make of you, advice. I think that makes you stronger. I think it Depending makes on you who realize you are. it can. And like you said, it's a mindset, though, too, you know. So I love I love the good news. Amen. I love Angie. I do, too. I just love her heart. I'm yes. just inspired by her. And like you were talking about Beatrice when she talks about her family and, and her love for her kids. And I think she's a great mom and just all these wonderful things. I mean, we, we see the negative mm-hmm. so often. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see yes. right in front of you. You know, it's yes. interesting. It's my son the other day. I do... I do, and I'm not proud of it, but Dave knows I've talked about this. I do have a little bit of a temper when, um, you know, they push you, they push you, they push you. You're nice, you're nice, you're nice. You snap. And so the other day, my son, my son, he goes, you're always angry. I go, you're always making me angry. And he said, why do you always, like, have to get so angry about things? I go, because you, you, because you, you have control over this. Oh my like, you got to stop. You ask me for something ten times, and I'm going to tell you off. I love it. And then it. I said, and by the way, I'm not your best friend. This is a popularity contest. That's my girl. Settle up, That's yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next, we've got Dana Gresh, and she is going to talk to us about her book, The 20 Hardest Questions Ever. Every Mom Faces. Uh, your new book, Beatrice? The Baby Chronicles, Where You Were Before You Were. Your website? DrillSergeantOfLife.com. Tyra Lalo's music can be found on her website? TyraLaloMusic.com. Excellent. We'll be right back with Dana Gresh. Yay. 
Good News of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, if you are looking for the most amazing place to go with your family where you will create so many memories, then go to my favorite place that hopefully will become your favorite place, YMCA The Rockies. Two locations, Snow Mountain Branch and also Estes Park. They've got a deal now as you head into spring. Now, dates vary, but the deal is phenomenal. Three nights in a lodge room for $168, and it includes two free breakfasts, and you get almost all of the activities for free. You get to swim. You get to roller skate. At one of the locations, there's a lot of sledding. They give you the tubes for free to borrow. You can also pay a little extra for rock climbing. They've got a lot of neat events. But the cabin deal is also really good. A three-bedroom cabin you can get for as low as $145 per night. So it's a four-night stay in a three-bedroom cabin for $582. Call 888-613-9622. 888-613-9622. Or you can head to the website, ymcarockies.org. Do you feel down and lost in the past? Well, stop wearing the baggage of grief. You can set goals and move forward and stop getting caught in the pain of the past. Sandy Steffes with Spirit Coaching. She's been through it. She lost her daughter in elementary school, and she now has an eight-week plan to get you out of your grief and out of your pain so you can feel joy again. Reach Sandy Steffes at Spirit Coaching, spirit-coaching.net, 720-353-9573. I highly recommend her. She's a wonderful lady, and I know she can help you. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe, and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just 6 to 12 minutes a day. And so whether I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s, on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30, man, we have a great time and it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yes, yeah, so come to North Glen. Saturdays it's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. Hello and welcome back to the good news. Angie Austin here. We are going to be speaking to the author of Praying Your Way to Realistic Biblical Answers. It's the 20 hardest questions every mom faces. The 20 hardest questions every mom faces. Dana Gresh joining us momentarily. But some of my other writer speaker friends that you know come in weekly, uh, they wanted to stick around and uh, listen to Dana's story as well. So we'll introduce all of them in a moment. Dana is the mom of three. She's also, uh, uh, as I mentioned, author, speaker, created of the uh, creator of the Secret Keeper Girl live events. She sold over 1.3 million books, including six ways to keep the little, in your girl. Love that title. Oh, I do too. Eight great dates for moms and daughters. Oh, I love that too. Oh. And the best-selling uh, 
and the bride wore white. She and her husband, Bob, live on a hobby farm in Pennsylvania, and she's joining Donna Hetzler, author, speaker, Tyra Lalo, my worship leader for our women's conferences, and also Beatrice Bruno, who just came out with her book and is leaving soon on her uh, book tour, Drill Sergeant of Life yes. slash author. Okay. Uh, let's welcome Dana Gresh to our little uh, ladies' book circle here. Hi, Dana. Hi, ladies. How are you today? Hi, Hi. We are well. So love the title, The 20 Hardest Questions Every Mom Faces. And in the back it says, am I messing up my kids? How do I keep my kids from walking away from their faith? Should I work or stay home, homeschool, public school, or private school? Is my child ready to make a decision to follow Christ? Boy, talk about why you uh, chose to write this book. Yeah. Well, and it seems like there's always a mommy war when we hit one of these topics, because once we find our answer, we think it should be everybody else's answer, or maybe we're just looking for somebody else's decision to legitimize our decision. And really, the reason I wrote the book was to kind of end the mommy wars, and also to give women a four-step prayer process that we find in the scriptures, prayed by Hannah, so that we can pray our way to a realistic biblical answer, not feel the weight of comparison when we're trying to decide what's the right thing for my family and my child. You know, there is so much mommy guilt that goes along with all of this. And as you, uh, you know, raising kids, my kids are all in grade school right now, three of them, and one of them will start middle school next year. And uh, a lot more guilt has come up as I've gotten older, interestingly enough for me, because, you know, I work, et cetera. Uh, in your chapters, you start with um, soul-breaking questions and then chapter two, soul-healing answers. So tell us about that. Well, you know, it starts with the fact that sometimes the questions we're asking God about our children really do just crush our spirits. You look at Hannah. Hannah was weeping before she even had a child because she couldn't have a child. Sometimes barrenness and the battle with that is what breaks us into motherhood and the prayers of motherhood. But sometimes it's a difficult delivery. Sometimes it's the health of our baby after he or she is born seems, though, that when we're praying for ourselves, it's not nearly as painful as it is when we're praying for our children. That's when our soul really breaks before God. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, when Hannah was praying, it says that she poured out her soul to the Lord. That's what the Bible says. And the Hebrew word there was sapak, S-A-P-A-K, and it meant to scatter, to spill. Praying is a messy business. You know, all these things that we have in our heads about these neat, formulaic prayers and how we should be saying this to God and we should be saying that to God. C.S. Lewis once said, bring to God what is in you, not what should be. And I really encourage moms to do that when they're praying for their kids. Just say, God, I'm, I'm angry that I'm barren. I'm angry that my child has this learning disability. I'm frustrated and I don't know who to turn to for this illness my child is facing. It is crushing my spirit that my middle school daughter is being bullied. Just take it to him. He can handle it. 
Uh, Beatrice, I see you, Beatrice Bruno, um, putting your hand in the air and agreeing. What, what, were you, what were you thinking when she was, Danny was saying that? Well, when she was saying that there's no, you know, basically no pretty prayers. And, and, and um, what you're saying then is that sometimes you've got to get snotty with God. You've got to have yeah. snot rolling down your nose and, and, and <laughs> tears. You're pulling your hair. You're pulling your curlers out your hair. And you just really Amen. got to get into that place with God, don't you? You do. And um, Hannah was so much in that place mm -hmm. that Eli the priest thought she was drunk. Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. When yeah. I found that verse, praying for my children, when I found that years ago, I wrote in the Marginal Red Bible, Lord, let me pray like a drunk woman. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's good right there. <laughs> hey, I was looking at Chapter 4 as well, Dana, and uh, it's the Am I Messing Up My Kids? And I know, and I love that you uh, mentioned in your book, too, that, you know, we're kind of borrowing these kids. You say, um, uh, give, give your children to the Lord and pour out your insecurities and complaints in your soul, like you mentioned about the bullying or this, that, and the other. And this is so silly, but um, my kids used to get invited to all these birthday parties, and I didn't go to them because they take so much time, and then you have to go buy a present, and you have to get wrapping paper, and you have to get a card, and you might have to buy a gift card, and you don't know what they want, and you're in Target, and you don't know what to buy. And we were in Target you know, on <laughs> Thursday night, we were buying three different presents for three different kids for three different parties on three different days, and we have all these sports, and I've got three kids that, you know, they, they've got... I think we're in four sports right now, and that's cool, but I had to give up something, so I gave up the birthday parties. Well, then this year, my Good daughter, Hope, didn't get invited to any. Aww. And she said, will you please, she said, will you please come to lunch with me because nobody really sits by me. And I was like, what? Look, you, you are perfect. <laughs> you are gorgeous, and you are smart. What do you mean no one's sitting by you? What do you mean? And so then I realized, oh, my gosh, like all those years, that I didn't, mm. I don't do play dates really either because we're too busy and I can't schedule some of that stuff because my schedule's so busy. So I've actually started adding in these play dates and schedule. The play dates are actually pretty fun and we don't do sleepovers, so we're weird. We're like the weird family that doesn't do sleepovers. And uh, but I've actually had a few parents say they think um, that I went down the right track because then when do you say no? And when you do say no, and then the kid actually says to you in front of the other parents, "Well, what's wrong with them? Do you think they're going to hurt me? They're oh not like that Sandusky <laughs> guy. No, they're not like that Sandusky Ow. guy. They're fine. No, oh, hope threw that out there. In front of us. <laughs> she, no, you really? know them. They're our friends. That Sandusky." Dusky guy, he, they're not like him. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh no. my gosh. <laughs> wow. So I just, a lot of my friends have said, hey, that blanket no to sleepovers is probably a good idea because then you're not yes to this, no to that, yes to but maybe that family, maybe not that family, and you have to start judging which family's okay. It's a pain. So anyway, I've had a lot of guilt thinking somehow I had something to do with my friends, not my kids not really being included in a lot of these things because I didn't do the play dates and I didn't become best friends with all the moms and I didn't have time for um, the birthday parties. Oh, they're a pain. <laughs> so well, you know, and that's a, just a great example of how, for your family, that was the really right decision. And you know what? God is going to mold and shape your daughter through some of those lonely lunches. That's not something to be afraid of. We live in this culture where moms uh, think that friendship is the most important thing for their children to have, mm -hmm. when in fact that's a really new thing. Like, Used to be everybody homeschooled. Used to be mm -hmm. everybody hung out with mom and dad all day. Mm -hmm. Used to be they worked in the farm, and um, friendships weren't really a thing until right. more recently. And you know what? Our children's character isn't best molded by hanging out with another eight-year-old. They're 
character is best molded by hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And so I just affirm that decision. I don't think, you know, you have, and, and, and the issue of, um, slumber parties, that's actually one of the 20 hardest questions I write in here about, you really? know, how to decide about if they should go to slumber parties, should you host slumber parties, mm-hmm. um, can they go to some but not others, how do you pray through that so you feel really confident as a mom about the decision that you've made? And the ultimate goal of this prayer process is peace. So when you come to that decision of we're not doing the birthday parties anymore, mm-hmm. that you, even though it may be different, it may make your kids feel weird, da da da, da you have peace. That this was the right decision oh, for Dana, my family. My daughter, that same when I was talking about hope, she did write like what I love about my mom, and um, and it was also about why my mom. Lo- it was something about it was some kind of assignment about um, how I show my love for her or how much I love her. And she said something like, you know, the person I love the most is my mom, and she loves me, and she feeds me healthy vegetables, she makes me gives me food that'll make me a good. Um, athlete, and then she said something to the effect of, she keeps me safe and doesn't let me do sleepovers. Oh, cute. And that's so true, Dana. I mean, there's a lot of drama that goes on in these little girl slumber parties, and we learn from our mentors. Well, and Donna and Dana, you don't know if drunk cousin Eddie's coming over. That's right. He sleeps in the basement, and when he just sleeps off it, when he drinks too much, he comes in through the sliding glass door. No, I don't think so. Not while my kid's there. And then what about, you know, Mm -hmm. other kids? Kids or um, they have teenage, maybe boys in the family, and they bring some friends home. I am not kidding you. I have had several people, one on the show, um, who said when they first moved to town, her six-year-old daughter wanted a, um, a, a slumber party, and she said, no one knows us, no one will come. She said, Angie, people dropped their kid off. It didn't even meet me. I'd no. never even seen them, and they oh, RSVP'd with me over the yeah. email. And then I just wow. went to a fifth-grade party where my son wasn't allowed to spend the night, so my husband and I went to pick drop him off and to pick him up um, to meet the mom in person and uh, she said you would not believe and my, by the way my kid didn't stay over but a lot of the, she said some of the kids were dropped off not even RSVP'd mm-hmm. and they came to the front door she didn't have a phone number for the parent she wow. didn't know the name of the parent she didn't even know the kid mm-hmm. and she said I feel very uncomfortable with them spending spending the night and I don't even know like how yeah. to get them medical help mm-hmm. who does that no kidding yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, most people do that. But, you know, I, mm. I actually felt like as a mom, I landed somewhere in the middle of all of that. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I felt like it was safe for us to host slumber parties. So we did host some. And there were certain families that were on the yes list, mm. um, really only about two families, um, that we were like, you know what, sometimes when when it works out, we we're, we're out of town and we need a little bit of help. This is a safe family that has the same value system, the same protective thoughts about their children. They're not going to accidentally look up porn on the Internet when they're um, unsupervised, you know, those kinds well, of things. Which, by the way, happened at that party, that, which, by the way, happened at yes. the fifth grade party. I was a little very taken common. aback. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Very, very mm-hmm. common. And so um, I think you have to pray. That was where we landed. It was a safe place for us. It was a peaceful place for us to host it now and then. But let's be honest, how many of our kids actually benefit from sleepovers? Or let's put it this way, how many of them are ruined the next day because Mm -hmm. they are tired Mm -hmm. and grumpy and they can't function at Mm -hmm. soccer practice 
or right. um, at the family dinner table. And so what's so bad, we just Dana? really didn't do it a lot. What's so bad about picking them up at 10 o'clock? I mean, they're going to go to bed anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's so, what's we so bad? We did a lot of that. What's so bad about that? And I have to tell you, doing this good news show and do, interviewing people about Christian testimonies, I'm stunned at the number of people who've been sexually assaulted. And Dave, you know the two men that were here about a week ago who were sitting in front of us, both of them sexually abused Mm-mm. and um, shockingly so. And I read their book and it Rick was- Rick and Marcus? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, so, but, 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 but it's not, it, but it, it's across all um, econ- uh, economic levels, across yes. racial lines. Right. Um, you know, you'll have someone come in and then they give you their testimony and you're stunned to realize that they were sexually assaulted, molested uh, as a child. And the numbers of people I've interviewed, I think that's, well, I'm, first of all, I'm riddled with paranoia because I did TV news. I was an anchor and uh, I did, you know, uh, various jobs within news, um, an assignment editor in Los Angeles. Are you kidding me? All I did is like arrange for reporters to go knock on people door on like the worst day of their lives so I do probably have a little bit of a news mind where I kind of jump in my head to the worst case scenario because I covered it so often so with that Mm -hmm. said I realize that I'm riddled with paranoia so I don't want to put that on them too much but Hmm. you know the statistics are alarming Um, it's very difficult to determine the prevalence of child sexual abuse because it's not really often reported but it's it's, it's the estimate is that one in five girls will be sexually abused in their lifetime oh, and one in 20 boys. Mm-hmm. So the numbers are, are real scary, and it's worthy of us considering who are we dropping our children off to and should mm-hmm. we even do it. All right. I want to talk about Chapter 18 before we run out of time because we ladies were talking about a Minnesota school asking the girls to wear prom dresses that uh, were, they would be comfortable wearing to church. In other words, don't wear hoochie dresses to prom. And Chapter 18 in your book, again, the 20 hardest questions every mom faces, uh, Dana Gresh, uh, the author. Uh, Dana, uh, ch- Chapter 18 is about, is it harmful to teach our children modesty? I mean, what is the problem with wearing a dress? It doesn't show too much skin. It can still look really <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, even the, um, we just had the Oscars two nights ago, and I think it was five years ago, they had um, a modesty fashion statement released for all attendees that were coming in that basically said, you're not allowed to show the three Bs too much butt, too much belly, too much boobs. Oh, and wow. if, if, <laughs> yeah, did you know that? No, no I don't, don't watch the Oscars. So because either. It, was, it was getting out of hand. It was getting out of hand. And wow. so they just kind of said, hey, we're going to put our foot down here because they really didn't want the night to be about somebody's body and how what they wore. Mm-hmm. They wanted the night to be about the art and the work of Hollywood. And so what's even, uh, I think, how can we even argue that an academic setting, even if it's a school dance, is a place where we can rightfully say, hey, let's not make this night about somebody's body. But But this is an academic setting. Dana, (laughs) I want to be their best friend. They'll be so angry. She'll probably go to her room and not talk to me for days, and I wanted to go for ice cream and shopping. What Mm. if she's not my best friend if I tell her she can't wear that inappropriate dress? (laughs) She's she's not going to be your best friend. She is going to cry. She isn't going to speak to you for a while because you're the mom, and you're supposed to mom her, not friend her. Thank you. Um, I told my kids every day, I'm like, parenting is messy business. It's not a popularity contest. (laughs) No, 
No, and if it bothers you when they don't speak to you, eat chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) That's hilarious. All right, Dana, we only have a couple minutes left, so let's talk about, again, the 20 hardest questions every mom faces. What do you want uh, moms to take away from this? Peace. I want them to have peace. I want them to look at their career decisions, their stay-at-home decision, their school decision for their kids, how much after-school activity, everything that they do. I want them to take that through this four-step prayer process so at the end of the day they feel really confident about their decision, no matter how different it may be from other moms, and they feel the peace of the Lord all over them. Love that. All right, Dana, how do we find you in your books? Um, DanaGress.com, SecretKeeperGirl.com, anywhere you love to buy books, you can get the 20 hardest questions every mom faces there. And it's D-A-N-N-A-H-G-R-E-S-H. Thank you so much. What a blessing to have you on the show. God bless you, girl. God bless, bless you. you. Such a fun group. God Aww, bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, Beatrice, you've got the book tour coming up. Uh, so how do people find you? And talk just, just give a little synopsis of the book. You hear Baby Chronicles. You think it's about babies, but really it's about more. Yes, the Baby Chronicles, where you were before you were. It goes behind the scenes of four females who eventually meet up in the Army. So that should tell you who one of the characters is. Ah. <laughs> and it goes into the creation process of them receiving everything they need out of the Chamber of Gifts and Talents so they can do what they're supposed to do on the earth. Website? DrillSergeantOfLife.com. Tyra Lalo, her CD is out. Tyra, how do they find you? TyraLaloMusic.com. Donna? And DonnaHetzler.com. Excellent. And I have my own website too, AngieAustinRadio.com. <laughs> Someone took Angie Austin. Uh, what? Yeah. I had to get Angie Austin no, Radio. Girl. Don't go to AngieAustin.com. It's a real estate agent. You don't need a house. Girl. you got to use my friend for a house anyway. <laughs> Natalie Corrado. Yeah, livingdenver.com. All right. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. I want to tell you about a little boy, Carson. He's eight years old, and his mom died of breast cancer. And I would love it if you would sponsor him for some art classes. Also, he doesn't like talking about his feelings after losing his mom, so he's taking dance and movement classes, and that therapy costs about $100. And so if you would like to sponsor eight-year-old Carson, who lost his mom to breast cancer, to these classes that he really enjoys, the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation would love to help. 720-530-9. 482 or go to org. Natalie Corrado of Remax is the realtor that truly does it all. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to some of the reviews from her website, livingdenver.com. Valerie in Highlands Ranch said, Natalie's knowledge and expertise, as well as her professionalism and warm personality, more than exceeded our expectations. My mother stated that we need to clone her. And how about Jen in Parker? What else to say about Natalie Corrado except amazing? She made the home buying process stress-free and easy. And just listen to what Courtney and Kylan of Castle Rock said. We couldn't have asked for a smoother transaction. And definitely could not have done it without Natalie as our realtor. If you use Natalie, you're not going to regret it. She is the best. When you have Natalie on your side, you won't be wondering if you made the right choice. It doesn't matter if you are selling your house, buying a new house, or both. Find Natalie Corrado at Remax Realtors at livingdenver.com and she will get the job done. 
Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. All right, we're getting right into it because every time we try to get Beatrice's testimony, here Beatrice is in her 50s. She has a book tour. Her book is coming out. She always wanted to be a writer. A lot of people think it's too late. Uh, She had a really difficult upbringing, and she did not get to be a writer. She was a drill sergeant. She was a truck driver. She was a hairdresser, but she wanted to be a writer. So how does that happen, and how does she have a book tour coming up? Wow, you're awesome. Well, you know, now I I figured it out that I I was broken. And God had to put me back together mm-hmm. because when in, in Luke, the 13th chapter, um, there was this woman that was in the crowd and Jesus saw her. And I, let me just read these three scriptures. And it says, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift, her, lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Mm. Well, you know what? For many years, I was bent over in infirmity. Hmm. because I was bent over from bitterness, from anger, from doubt, from fear, from failure, from all these different things. I knew I could write. I mean, when God brought it to me and said, I want you to write this book, of course, I said to him, I I, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I was still bent over from the infirmities of of all those different emotions after being gang raped as a child and and you know and and going through all that stuff and not feeling good enough not ever being good enough to do anything being too black to be pretty being too black to 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 uh to accomplish anything after going through all that stuff i had all this baggage upon me that was bowing me over so that i couldn't even see the light of day i couldn't even see god how he was moving me to go and accomplish the things that he had called me to accomplish so when i got into my 40s and 50s and i finally realized wait a minute i'm not too black to be pretty that's right i'm not too black to be successful i spent 15 good years on active duty in the united states army and didn't have any court martials any article 15s any of that stuff Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. didn't go to fort leavenworth oh man that's a bad place (laughs) didn't go to fort leavenworth and i made it through that i've raised four children and and you know been married to my husband for 26 years in march and I, i it finally dawned on me that God had already put his hand on me, yes. Tyra, and said, Beatrice, thou art loosed wow. of all thine infirmities. Yes. The only thing that's holding you up is you. Right. And mm. so when I finally stood upright and realized that God had put this anointing on me to write these books, I said, really, God? Me? 
Wow. So for me to see the Baby Chronicles now, yes. my, my first fiction book, the Baby Chronicles, where you were before you were, and to see people post pictures of my book on Facebook, yes, that does more to me than anything yeah. because I know that I wrote that. Yes. And, and by the way, the second book, um, Volume 2, the Baby Chronicles, the G.I. Josephines, <laughs> will be coming out the, but before the end of this year Great. because God said, get these books done wow. because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm Beatrice Bruno, the author. Yeah, <laughs> you are. I like that. I like wow. that. I like that a lot. Wow. Oh, Donna, when she spoke, when Beatrice spoke at the um, writers' conference, you said it was pretty moving. Oh my gosh, it was life changing because I came in the same way, you know, with so many things that kept me bound and insecurity. You know, I did the same thing when God said, Donna, you need to write this book, Walls of a Warrior. I'm like, I am not a writer. I've got a degree in science, God, and I might be a speaker, but I am not a writer. And so I did that argumentative thing too. And that comes from being bent over mm -hmm. and not being loosed from those those infirmities. That's right. But I love how at the conference, not uh, Writers on the Rock, but our Real Women's Conference, mm -hmm. I love how you said you walked by the mirror and turned on the light. And for yes. the first oh, time, you saw yourself anew. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah, Beatrice, how do they find, how do they find your, uh, your new book? DrillSergeantOfLife.com is also available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. It will be in Barnes and Nobles bookstores and all the Woo! fine book retailers. Awesome. Tyra, your new music, where do they find it? TyraLaloMusic.com. Donna, your website? DonnaHetzler.com. Excellent. Thank you, ladies. Love you guys. Love, Love you. you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.